Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Audible. I don't know what the hell that was. What's going on, y'all? Uh, another episode slash video. Uh, we'll put this up on the YouTubes uh, along with the audio platform, Spotify, etc. So um, if you catch it, you're going to catch it. Let's get into business. So, the NBA is coming to a close, right? I can tell you now. So, last was that last year? It could have been last year. It could have been the year before that. I'm pretty sure the year before that. I was watching every game. I was watching Orlando uh, versus the goddamn Timberwolves. I'm watching Detroit. Uh, versus uh, the, the goddamn Wong Dong Tigers. I'm watching everything. This year, not so much, right? Uh, NBA has been fairly boring. Uh, they're coming up with a lot of gimmicks, a lot of BS. They're, they're, they're going around the problem. I think Adam Silver know where his bread is buttered. So he's a, he's a, he's a very athlete-friendly type of guy, right? So we've had a lot of load management issues. Um, a lot of a lot of guys just sitting out. Uh, for instance, we've had players, excuse me, that were just bought out, don't have to do nothing. They're chilling, get thirty million, twenty million. Ben Simmons sitting for the rest of the year. He he really ain't played a whole year. It, it, it's just a whole lot of that, right? Four games left in the season, and the standings, uh, specifically in the Western Conference. I'm gonna need some help. Are we at the point where? And actually, I'm gonna speak on the whole league. I'm I'm a, I want to kind of somewhat center it toward the Western Conference, but I want to talk about the whole thing all at the same time. Are we at the point? Is do we have true parity, or just do we have trash? This is what I mean. The Western Conference. Pretty much. I mean, let, let, let's go over the records, right? If you start at the five seed, the, four, the I'm, I'm going to tell you what the, the three seed is. The three seed is the Kings who lost last night, and they lost against um, uh, Dallas. So the Kings are 48 and 32 as the three seed, right? The four seed is the Suns at 44 and 35. The five seed is the Clippers. That won last night. They beat the Lakers. We're going to discuss that. They're 42 and 38. The Warriors is after that at 42 and 38. And let me let me let you know that the Warriors away score is 9 and 30. Again, not away score, their away record is 9 and 30. The Warriors are 9 and 30 on the road. Let me give you something else on the road. The Nuggets, who are the number one seed at 52 and 27, is 19 and 20 on the road. The Grizzlies, who are number two at 50 and 30 right now, is 15 and 24 while being 35 and 6 at home. The Nuggets, 33 and 7 at home. We got a, we got a big pattern here. The Kings are 25 and 15 on the road, but 23 and 17 at home. Sacramento has a Fantastic home base, but they're 23 and 17 at home. The Suns, 17 and 23 at home. The Clippers, 
and I'm sorry, not at home, away. The Clippers, 20 and 20. The Warriors, their overall record, 42 and 38, just like the Clippers, away uh standing, their away record, nine and thirty. The Lakers are 41 and 39. Again, they lost to the Clippers last night. We're gonna discuss that even more. Uh, they are 20 and 21 on the road. The Pelicans are 41 and 39. Somehow the Lakers and the Pelicans have the same fucking record. The Pelicans lost like 15 straight. Somehow these people have the same record. The Pelicans are 15 and 25 on the road. So after that, you have the Timberwolves at 40 and 40. That's the 9th seed. The Thunder at 38 and 42. That's the 10th seed. The Mavericks at 38 and 42. That's the 11th seed. This is pretty much our, our playoff and play-in window, right? Somebody's going to be left out between the Timberwolves, Thunder, and the Mavericks. And it just might be the Mavericks. I don't know how the Timberwolves tank. Not the tank, Timberwolves, the Thunder. I don't know how they're going to tank. They lost three straight. I don't know if they want to play in a play-in. If I was them, I would play in a play-in because how many more fucking draft picks do you actually need? Why don't you give some of these young guys a little bit of experience, maybe get to the play-in or maybe fight to get to the play-in. But I think we could be a little bit past that point. Now, let's discuss the Clippers and the Lakers. Right? So last night, the Clippers beat the Lakers. And the, the stat that was kind of... Um, I caught the end of the game. By the end of the game, I caught like the last five minutes. The game was already over. And the statistic that stood out to me was that the Clippers are eleven and zero against the Lakers. Let me let, since uh, Kawhi and Paul George have been there. Let, let me say that again. The Clippers are eleven and zero against the Lakers. <laughs> Since Kawhi and Paul George has been there. And, you know, LeBron, this whole the whole thing, right? And this brings me back into the time machine. They're 11 and 0. These all regular season games. They haven't played in the playoffs yet. Was the bubble the Clippers' window for a championship? Was the bubble year, was that the time? For the Clippers to actually win the championship. If the Lakers have not been able to get a game off of them. In any regular season matchup. Not a game. Let me tell you this. I don't like the Lakers. But the Lakers have LeBron James. The clear number one. And they have Anthony Davis. The. Probably the best number two. That you're going to get. He's he's number one without that dog. He's the best number two. That you're probably going to get in the league. I don't think there's another number two that is more talented than Anthony Davis. Like offhand, I I, I cannot think of anything. Maybe, um, um, man, because I'm looking at the Nuggets. I already know they don't have nobody except Jokic. I'm looking at the Grizzlies. John Morant, the second best player, is what Desmond Bain. Um, the Kings, the second best player is probably Sabonis. Suns, the second best player is Booker. Booker's fantastic. Booker's not Anthony Davis, especially um, rebounding defense. Uh, it's just a high level. Uh, Clippers, Paul George, he's, I don't think he's better than Anthony Davis. The Warriors, Klay Thompson, I, I don't. Klay Thompson's not better than Anthony Davis. So you, you, you get my drift here. They, they have the best one-two combination in the league because if you put Anthony Davis on most of these teams, 
he would be the best player on that team. Now, would he be the number one? I don't know. But he would probably be the best player on, on just about any team uh, that you put him on, right? The Clippers in the bubble, the bubble season, uh, 2020, the Clippers lost to, famously, lost to Dallas. Was that Dallas, I believe, they lost to? I think they either lost to Dallas or they lost to Dallas. And they missed the opportunity to face the Lakers. Everybody was waiting on this LA-LA matchup. LeBron was calling for it. Um, he even uh, kind of teased it after that this is what everybody was waiting on. They was waiting on them to get past and to see if they can actually make it. And it was going, oh, my God, I just dropped everything. Uh, they was going to possibly see if the Clippers could meet them in the Western Conference Finals so they could figure it out. We all know this. We all know to do. 11 and 0 to me is very uh significant as I as I patch everything together. I just fucking knocked down the entire uh the entire desk. I just fucking supermarket sweeped it. I apologize. And I feel like this Western Conference, I I, I named off this the standings, I, I I I ran everything off. I feel like this Western Conference is gonna be the most confusing fucking thing. Of all time. And I think. That matchups. They're very important in every series. But matchups are going to be just. Are, is there even a matchup in the Western Conference? Nobody can win on the road. Uh, let's go to the Eastern Conference. Uh, oh wait. So let me look at. Let me show you the, the Eastern Conference. Oh wait. Bucks 26 and 14. Celtics 25 and 16, 76 is 23 and 16. Now the Cavs at 19 and 21 um, at the four seed, so they're under 500. The Knicks 24 and 16. The Nets 22 and 19. These are the top six seeds, and not and one of them is two games below 500 as far as their away record. I have a theory. Said all that to I have a theory. Is the all right, so for instance, the Nets, Kevin Durant wanted out, Kyrie wanted out. So in turn, Dallas and Phoenix pretty much sent all of their best role players to the Nets. And these role players. And Nets already had fantastic role plays. Let me tell you what. The, the Nets were like the number fucking one uh, a two seed. I think they were at least a two seed. When Kyrie decided to quit and in turn, Kevin Durant decided to, to quit and, and go elsewhere. They were the two seed. They were winning. They were the fucking two seed. Durant pulled them out of the hole. Is this quote-unquote parody we're seeing? Is this the result of teams having to trade their superstars for for better or the best role players? For instance, let's say the Jazz. The Jazz surprised everybody a lot of, at the beginning of the season. They started to take a little bit, but they surprised a, a lot of people at the beginning of the season because we were very tough. Laura Markkinen was playing uh, fantastic. He's been playing fantastic the entire year. But they also have had 
good role players. They have Malik Beasley, and they got all these role players from the Rudy Gobert trade, right? So they got Lauren Markkinen, um from uh, Utah trading Donovan Mitchell. This is what I'm saying. They, people are trading superstars and getting uh, very good role players. But what that leaves the other superstars with, because the superstars are paired up, that leaves them with the next tier of role players and everything below. So they're not getting the S tier and the A tier role players. They're getting the B's and the C's and the D's. You may get one or two. But again, uh, the Nets have Seth Curry. They have Mikel Bridges. They have Cam, Cam Thomas. He's young, but he, he's he's a hooper. Uh, Claxton. Um, who else does the Nets have on their team? Seth Curry is an S to A tier role player. Mikel Bridges is definitely an S tier role player. Um, uh, Finney Smith, Darius Finney Smith, he's an S tier role player. Um, let's let's go to the fucking Nets. What, what what's going on? Is is this is this quote unquote parody that we have in the NBA of? And I'm looking at the away record to give me that notion. I don't know why I looked at the away record to give me that notion, but it feels like you know a, a losing. Away, away, I would say away. Uh, it is away. I'm saying like fucking a win away. A losing away record to me means that it, these are not real teams. These are not great teams. Great teams win on the road. Great teams are not going fucking nine and thirty. Not the Warriors are the sixty. Then nine and thirty. The Nuggets is a number one seed. They're 19 and 20 on the road. The Grizzlies are 15 and 24. Great teams don't do this, right? So we know what the Nuggets situation is. They have Jokic and they have role players. Jamal Murray is an, I would say, an A-tier role player. Um, uh, Gordon this year has been an A-tier role player. Everybody else is seeing under the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have suffered a lot of injuries. Uh, Brandon Cook, who's their, their backup center, is, is out for the rest of the year. He's, he's probably been out the last 10 uh, or 12 games. Steven Adams, who is their number one rebounder, who was the leading offensive rebounding league, who, if you look at their numbers, when he's not on the court, when he's on the court, when he's on the court, they're like number two in rebounding in the league. When he's off the court, they're fucking second to last in rebounding. Stephen Adams is an is an S tier role player. He's fan, he plays fantastic defense as well. He screens, he does everything. He does the intangibles as well. He's an S tier role player. That's been Bane, S tier role player. Dylan Brooks, not not S tier. He's probably B or C level role player. Uh, Tyus Tyus Jones has been an A tier, S uh, S to A tier, a uh, role player. The Kings, they have the same. Um, their away record is fifteen and twenty five. Again, the Grizzlies, they've had injuries. John Morant was out. John Morant was hurt earlier. There's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, but at home, thirty five to six. To fifteen and twenty five in a way that's that's just that's just fucking huge. I mean, I I, I really don't uh, get that too much at all. The Suns, we see what the Suns have to go through because again, they just traded all it. Um, what's the other guy? Um, Cam Johnson. 
they got rid of Cam Johnson. He he was a great role player for them as well, the Phoenix Suns. So we just have a shit ton of the best role players either being put on teams by themselves, like the Nets are, or they're being put on a team with just one superstar. And that team usually middles out Etc. They, you know, they they really don't typically excel. Yoke is just the is the outlier because he's he's great everywhere. He passes, he scores, he's he's a pass first guy, so he gets everybody involved. The Clippers, the Clippers traded. Not well, the Clippers is actually able to retain, not even B tier, C tier role players. Reddit Jackson, C tier, uh, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum. These are all C tier role players. And they, they, they have to do this because they have Kawhi and Paul George. Again, the two superstar thing kills the actual role players. Warriors a little bit of the same. Warriors been dealing a lot of injuries. Uh, Steph has been out most of the year. Everything rolls off of Steph. But they've played no defense. And again, they're 9-30 on the road. Lakers, a lot of the same. Quick sideball. Um... LeBron has been, um, what's the word? He's been pegged as the player that can play with anybody, right? They can play with, he can play with anybody and, and, and either go to the playoffs or go to the finals, right? And, and for the Lakers, besides one year, that has been correct. In his previous years, especially in the second run in Cleveland, that's very correct. Um, Miami didn't, I don't remember Miami doing a lot of in-season trades in January, uh, maybe some off-season acquisitions. I remember when, you know, they got Ray Allen in or they got Shane Batty in, different things like that, right? And to get Ray Allen at that point, he's an S-tier fucking role plays, Ray Allen, right? LeBron can play with anybody because he has played with every fucking body, right? So every season since 2015, a team makes acquisitions on behalf of LeBron. And in mid-season, they trade these fucking acquisitions. They bring in five guys, four of these guys are going. This is just a fact. They bring in six guys, four or five of them are going by the, by the offseason. This is every single year. This is the Lakers this year. This is them last year. This is Russell. Um, they got rid of Russell. Um, uh, what's the guy they sent to? Uh, Thomas Bryant. Um, at, at least four or five players was traded midseason and shit. And and then some people come back. For instance, Schroeder was gone. Now Schroeder is back. Um, they bought in Kevin. Not Kevin. I was about to call him Kevin Dunn. Like this wrestling. Uh, Kendrick Nunn. Didn't work out at all. Um, um. Who, who else is there now? D'Angelo Russell is there now. Vanderbilt is there now. Beasley is there now. All of these guys are just being brought in. Um, like I said, it, it, it seems like it's five to six players, new players a year LeBron plays with. So, on one hand, the, the, the chemistry he's able to put together and win games, this is mostly a Cleveland thing, is incredible. To even bring in five new players and be able to win with them instantly. Remember the year, uh, half the season, they got all Lakers guys. 
the Lakers gave uh, Cleveland all the guys. They remember, they remember they had Larry Nance and they had uh, was that Jordan Clarkson? Um, who else? That fucking guy. They got somebody else from the Lakers that year. Damn, I can't remember who else they got from Lakers that year. But but y'all know what I mean. If you think back to the Anthony Davis trade, they gave up Lonzo. They gave up Ingram. Um, they wind up giving up uh, Kuzma the, the very next year to to bring all these other role players in. I believe Kuzma was going to get paid. They want to pay Kuzma. And who else did we get from them? Uh, Josh. Josh. Um, my God, he he's with the Knicks now. Josh. Hart, Josh Hart. Um, I got a little uh, big bubble brain for it there. So, it, I, I really don't understand. So, either we're about to get a fantastic playoff that we have no idea what's going to happen. I think the Lakers are going to come out of the, the West because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Uh, you've seen the free throws that they get the last uh, eight games. Every fucking game, they they – Put up more free throws than the opposite team. Whether they lose or not, they're having 15 to 20 more free throws a game. It's obvious the Lakers are, are definitely going to get to the playoffs. Um, and at the, the very least, they're probably going to win the playoffs. I think they're going to actually win the playoffs. This is, this is so disappointing and sad for me to say. But I want to ask y'all, is it parody? I, and I try to explain this parody. The a superstars get traded for every single role player and draft picks just to get these away records that we have here. If you look at the East, there's a lot more stability in the East. Look at Giannis. Here's Drew Holiday. Here's Chris Middleton. Brooke Lopez has turned himself into an A-tier role player. There's other people who are B, C level, but they play hard. The Celtics, they got their two dogs, but they got their two dogs from them trading their superstars for these draft picks. They traded from Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. That's what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown turned into. And since they were draft picks, the Celtics were able to build uh, proper role players around because the first three full fucking years you ain't gotta pay them. You're not you're not paying them at max money. The 76ers. Now the 76ers was able to do some or some old time collusion and get James Harden over there. Because how how else was the 76 was able to get James Harden without them giving up everything. So they made the the Nets gave up everything. The Nets gave up everything to get him, and they gave up everything to get rid of him. And as we see with the Nets, we see what they're left with. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers, again, they were drafted. So this is how they got Mobley. They also made some good trades, bringing in uh, Jared Allen. Again, how did Jared Allen and how did LeVert get that? Mostly Jared Allen. LeVert has been, he's a backup. But Jared Allen, again, S-tier role player. How did these guys get there? From superstars being traded. And what did Cleveland do in turn as well? They traded their role players. And it's some draft capital for Donovan Mitchell. For one guy. 
right? So what I'm I'm starting to see here, and I'm starting to I'm starting to get. I don't want to talk about the Knicks. Knicks is they're the damn Knicks. I don't really care about the Knicks. But what I'm starting to see here, and I'm starting to learn, and it just might be the title of this episode, yeah, this video, is do you really need two superstars to win? I don't even remember who won the finals last year. Oh, uh, the Warriors. One superstar with S-tier role players. Uh, Clay Thompson is an S-tier role player. Jeremiah Green is an... I'll call him an S tier role player. Um, the Bucks. Drew Drew Holiday, S tier role player. Chris Middleton, S tier role player. One superstar. The Celtics again. I don't think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the same level. I think Jason Tatum is a little bit uh, higher on the level. I think he's a superstar, but I do think Jalen Brown is a star player for sure. Draft capital, it's a little different. They were able to bring in again. Uh, what's the guy from the Spurs they brought in? Derek White, he's it's played fantastic. They basically got him as at, at a steal of a price. The Spurs just wanted to send him to a good team. Hallford, it is what it is. Blake Griffin, it is what it is. They know their roles. Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, these are S tier and A tier role players. Marcus Smart is an S tier guy. Fucking defensive player yet. Talked about the Cavaliers. We're not talking about the Knicks. Um, so is the two superstar era over? We have the Bucks with one superstar. Again, the Celtics, one superstar, but Jalen Jalen Brown is he's he's at the cusp of, of being a superstar. The 76ers did a lot of finagling to get James Harden without really Without really doing much. They already had Embiid. James Harden is not a superstar. He hasn't been playing like a, a super duper star. He hasn't been playing like James Harden. Joel Embiid is definitely a super fucking duper star. But they have A tier, B tier role players. Mostly B. And let's go back to the West. Nuggets, number one seed, one st- superstar. Grizzlies, one superstar. The Kings... Two stars, good role players. The Suns, who had one superstar. Chris Paul is not a superstar. He's a star player. Um, Devin Booker is a, is a superstar player. I, I'm, I'm just talking talent here. I'm talking high-tier talent. Devin Booker was a superstar on the team. They went to the finals. And then they went deep in the playoffs two years in a row. With just one superstar, right? Now they got Kevin Durant. And again, they traded all their role players. So we see how much capital they have. We see how long they can, they can last in the long run. The Clippers have been average. Two superstars. C-tier role players. They have, Reggie, they have uh, Powers been playing well this year. Uh, very well. I think he's probably going to be six man of the year. But I think he's maybe started too many games because guys have been hurt. Uh, but he, he he's a... He was a candidate for sixth player of the year. De- definitely going to be a candidate. I don't know if he's going to be eligible because, again, I think he started too many games along quickly. But I think he started too many games because too many guys have been injured. You know, fucking lower management, Kawhi and Paul George. Um, but, again, Clippers are very average. Two superstars. They have no capital. They're just bringing in random role players. Z- Zubak, 
um what's the what's the white cat uh luke Kennard they had um he's gone now um damn who else who, who else they had i said nick platoon uh terrence man these are just you know these are humans these are regular guys these guys ain't these guys ain't mutes warriors again one superstar the lakers two superstars they had three at one point but again when you have those three everybody else low tier b c tier uh role players the pelicans had a superstar I wouldn't call I wouldn't call Ingram a star either. I would call him an S tier role player. Um, because if I call Drew Holiday that, I have to call Brandon Ingram that. I would also say uh CJ McCollum is a B tier role player. But you got enough young draft capital to where you have enough cash space. They could have did something. They didn't. We won't get into that. I'm getting angry, just thinking about it. Herb Jones. Herb Jones, uh Trey Murphy the third. Um Oh, what's this cat? Uh, Valentin has been average, but Herb Jones and, and Trey Murphy third. These are B tier young players. These are like second and third year B tier role players. Herb Jones' defense might make him an A tier role player because he's playing great defense right now. Trey Murphy can score right now. They may be A tier, but I'm gonna leave him at B because Pelicans are a fucking A C. The Timberwolves again. The Timberwolves gave up a lot of draft picks. A lot of capital, a lot of role players to bring in Rudy Gobert. Uh, Carlton Anthony Towns, I, this is gonna shock you, surprise. Carlton Anthony Towns has been out like 51 games. I had no idea he's been out that long. He's, he's just coming back. He was out 51 games. Anthony, I was, he, he's been injured. Uh, I think the last maybe seven or eight games, he could be back. Uh, but I know he was injured very recently. Then again, the Thunder, they have nothing. The Mavericks, I kind of want to discuss because I did discuss uh, Dorian Finney-Smith uh, being sent to the Lakers. So the Mavericks gave up their best role players. They let Jalen Brunson go without resigning last year, uh, well, at the beginning of the year, or last year. And they traded Dorian Finney-Smith. And also, who else they traded? I think they traded two best role players to bring in Kyrie Irving. Again, another superstar. So two superstar team that can't play defense and they have no role players. The third best player on their team is probably Tim Hardaway Jr. Or maybe Josh Green. These are C-tier role players. So my question, the title of this video is the two superstar and audio is the two superstar era over? We've seen nothing from it. We see somewhat exciting regular season games. Somewhat exciting regular season games. And this year hasn't been exciting. We can look at the records. Everybody's fucking losing to everybody. There's no dominance. Everybody's losing anybody. Even though... The Nuggets at 52 and 27 again, a way record 19 and 20, and they just lost to the Rockets by 20. Is the two superstar era over? Is it time to just find you a superstar and build good to great players around them? Where are we in the NBA? What do y'all think? Y'all let me know. Twitter, YouTube comments, what y'all think? I think it's over. I think that the assets 
that are just randomly dispersed throughout the NBA, especially on the Nets, dog. Then any bro, Mikael Bridges can go on a a team right now and start on any bro. Let me let me go back to the standings. He can start on the Nuggets. He can start on the Grizzlies. He can start on the Kings. He can start on he was starting on the Suns. He can start with the Clippers, the Warriors. Nick Claxton, if he ain't if he can't start as the five on all these teams, the Nuggets, they put him at the four. He's gonna start. Seth Curry, if he's not starting, he's the first guy off the bench. Dorian Finney Smith, if he ain't starting, matter of fact, he's gonna start. But if he not, you got to, first of all, it's going to have to be a stacked team. And he's going to be the first one off the bench. I think it's up. I think the jig is up. And I think it's time, finally, because we've seen these guys come together. It don't work. They're bringing each other. They say they're, they're, they're friends, quote unquote, friends. And it don't work. James Harden, um, I don't know if he was friends with Dwight Howard, but it damn sure ain't work. They hated each other. He was friends with Russell Westbrook. By the end, it damn sure ain't work. He was friends with Chris Paul. It goddamn sure ain't work. Anthony Davis, they snuck out in the thief of the night, then colluded to get him to the Lakers. 100% colluded to get him to the Lakers. He wasn't even clapping or standing or excited with LeBron passed the score record. I don't care what happened or what he say or what was going on. We've seen the videos. The entire arena was standing up looking at LeBron. The entire arena. Everybody knew what was going on in that fucking arena. And he didn't care. I think in another year or two, we see that breakup. Paul George and Kawhi. How long are we going to get out of them? What's the, what's the other one? The Suns. Now, the Suns at least have Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Not Chris Paul. Devin Booker and um, and uh, Kevin Durant. At least for another two or three years. What else do they have? They have Aiden. They have Chris Paul. I would consider them. I would consider Aiden a, a B-tier role player. Same with Chris Paul. In the grand scheme of, of, of the team. What else do they have? Is that going to show in the playoffs? I'm sure it'll show in the playoffs. But I think the super the, the the two superstar era is over. The Lakers have proved that the three superstar era definitely don't work. The Bulls have proved that three stars don't even work. Where are we going in the NBA? Um, it's it's been a lot of gimmicks, a lot of uh play play, mid season tournaments, play in tournaments, a lot of BS. Where's the NBA going next? They 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 can make more money than they can, than they can spend. That's obvious. They're paying guys 40, 50 million, 30 million to not even play. So they definitely got money to burn. As far as competition, as far as excitement, where does the NBA go next? I think the era's over. Let's fucking pray it's over. It's been like 10 years. Jesus Christ. Holla at your boy.